I know we thought we were living good. I know we thought we had the world on a string. I know we thought we had it all figured out. Oh, but how many of you know it only takes one event in your life to turn your world upside down? to again go into our message for this morning. Our text is found uh, in the book of Acts chapter 1. Book of Acts chapter 1. And in that first chapter, I want to lift up uh, the same verses, verses 6 through 8. Acts chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. If you have it, say amen. And there it reads, so when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, the father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, through Judea, and in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Amen. Amen. 
I want to share today from the subject of ready to witness. Ready to witness. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we bless you on today. We give glory and honor to you. It's in the wonderful and precious name of your son, Jesus, that we pray. And we ask God that as you continue to bless us, as you continue to move amongst us, O God, according to your might and your power, that you will bless us with all that we stand in need of. And I ask now, Father, that you would use us for your will and for your glory. Without, Without you, God, you, God we, are we are nothing. nothing. So, Father, so, Father have, have your way. Your way. Have, have your way your in this very moment. moment. Let your will be done, O oh God. Let your Let will be done, be done according to your divine grace and mercy. In the name of Jesus, we ask, God, that you would open our ears and help us to listen. Open our eyes, for we want to see Jesus. Then we ask, Father, that you'd open our hearts that we might receive him. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the blessed Holy Ghost. Amen. Ready to witness. When you look at the um, text in front of us, it's a text that some of us are familiar with. It's a text that uh, we have usually around this time of year uh, becomes even more relevant to the body of Christ as we are in the season of Eastertide, amen, headed into the season of Pentecost. But as we are preparing to move forward in the church calendar year, and as we prepare our hearts and our minds, oh God, to continue to do the work that God has called us to do, we find that witnessing is something that's important, but for some reason, it's not important in the life of even the believer. It's important that we witness, but sometimes we don't see the significance of witnessing. Sometimes we don't understand just how important it is to witness. And sometimes we're flat out, sometimes not ready to witness. When you think about ready to witness, it, there's a sense of saying that I'm prepared to witness. There's a sense of saying I'm prepared to share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. There's a sense of saying that I'm ready to tell others about this great God that we serve. I'm ready to share with the world that we serve a mighty good God that can save your soul. That we serve a God that not only can save your soul, but he can transform your life. That he can turn your life around. Amen. What is it that makes us not really understand how important and how significant it is for us to be able to tell somebody else the good news of Jesus? But it starts with us being ready. Ready to witness, ready to share the gospel, ready to share the good news. And in fact, you would go over to Matthew, the 28th chapter in the Great Commission. And, and, and there in the Great Commission, you'll see that Jesus said that he sends us out to 
teach and preach and to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that we would go to all of these places, to Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. That was the Great Commission. That's the purpose and the mandate for the church. No matter what we do in the church, it's all geared toward telling others the good news. It's all geared toward telling others about a wonderful Jesus. It's all good, good news that we're supposed to be sharing with the world. And that's what we are supposed to do in the body of Christ. We are to become disciple makers. What is a disciple maker, Jones? It's someone who has been discipled and, and that person who's been discipled then goes out and shares or teaches and becomes a disciple maker by sharing what they learn with others. In other words, once we got saved and once we got filled with the Holy Spirit and once we began to see the goodness of the Lord operate and move in our life, we were supposed to share that with other people. We were supposed to tell them about the goodness of the Lord. We were supposed to tell them how wonderful things have become because God is turning our life around. And, and even if we're going through some, some hardships and even if we're dealing with some things in life, we tell them that we've got a mighty good God that will be with you even in your troubled times. That's what we are supposed to be doing, witnessing, sharing the good news because we are ready. We're ready to tell people about the goodness of the Lord. We're ready to tell people how they too can experience this wonderful saving grace through our Heavenly Father. Well, if we are going to be ready to witness, we need to be informed and empowered believers that will ex ex execute the will, plan, and the mission of God. Yes, if we're going to be ready to witness, we've got to be informed and empowered believers. If you look at our text in verses 6 and 7, it says, So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore the kingdom? He replied, The Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. Amen. Amen. When you think about what Jesus is, is telling us there and what he's, he's saying to us there is we've got to be informed to witness. We've got to be informed to witness. It's not enough for us to witness. It's one thing we have to make sure that we understand. We need to be informed to witness. We've got to make sure that we have some understanding. Amen. Well, Jones, it, it, it shouldn't it be simple me telling people about God? Yeah, but what do you know about God? What do you understand about God? Because if the truth is told, there's a whole lot of stuff being taught in the body of Christ today. And some of it is not in line with the word of God. Amen. Amen. And, and when we think about the fact that we got to have some understanding, we need to be informed believers. If you look at what Jesus does in this text, he does a lot of informing. And in fact, if you go to the beginning of it, it talks about the things that he was teaching. The teachings of Jesus. If you, you go back to the gospel, what did Jesus spend a lot of time doing? Teaching. 
sharing with his disciples, teaching them and giving them understanding. And how he often taught was through parables, telling them earthly stories that had a spiritual meaning and understanding. He was trying to help them become informed disciples. He was trying to teach them the ways of God, the manners of God. He was trying to teach them the plan of God and the will of God. That's why we need to make sure that we are informed believers as well. That we not only know God, but we know about God. Amen. Amen. Uh, we can't just run around talking about God's name. But I know some things about God. I know when God is moving in my life. I know how to get God to move in my life by calling on his name, by asking him to show up in my life and deal with some stuff. I, I know how to talk to the Lord. We need to have some informed believers that are willing to go out and share because they're ready because they've been informed. Now, notice what it goes on. It says, it says while you are being informed, don't miss the lesson. <clears throat> if you notice in the text, it said when he told them, or they asked about the, is this the time that we will have the kingdom restored or we will be freed? It follows the heels of Jesus telling them that not many days he's going to send the Holy Spirit. Not many days he's going to send them the spirit that would empower them. Not many days he's going to send them the spirit that would change and transform their life forever. But what did they focus on? When he told them about the promise and the coming of the Holy Spirit, they put their minds on, is this the time that we're going to be free? Is this the time that we're going to have our enemies dealt with? When Jesus said, that's not what you need to be worried about. You see, sometimes while we're being informed, we miss the lesson. Amen. While we're getting instruction, we miss the lesson that God really wants to teach. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you know, I, I was... Um, doing a uh, marriage counseling session yesterday. And, and, and one of the things that I do at the end is I give them a goal. And I said, I want you to put down your short-term, mid-term, and long-term goals for your marriage. Well, here's the thing. Usually that, that exercise is intended for them to come together and have a discussion together that they will come up with a plan together, that they both are looking at their future together and hopefully gaining the same view and that they'll see that they're going to go in a direction together. But every now and then what I find is you'll find that they come to the table with two different goals because one person came up with their own and the other one came up with theirs. The exercise is intended for them to work together, to come up with a goal and plan for their future together. And I usually can tell the mindset because if they come to the table with two different sets of goals, that means that y'all didn't work together. That means that y'all didn't look at this thing together through the same lens that each of you needed to look through. And we've got to learn as Jesus followers that we've got to do the same thing. We got to learn to see what we really need to see. We got to learn to have in view what we really need to have in view a and not find ourselves looking through the wrong lens of life, focusing on the wrong thing. 
You see, we get so caught up in the body of Christ sometimes focusing on the wrong thing that we miss the lesson. We missed the lesson that Jesus was trying to teach us. Just like the disciples here, they missed it. They were asking about freedom and of asking about the establishing and restoring of a kingdom when he said, I'm planning to send you power. If he's planning to send power, why are they focusing on when will the kingdom be restored? When will you set us free? Don't they realize that it's going to be through the power of the Holy Spirit that they'd experience all that other stuff? The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 6, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all of these other things shall be added unto you. If we are seeking God and seeking his kingdom, all we are seeking is God and what he wants us to do. And when he empowers us through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can then move forward because we've been seeking God and we've not got our mind off course, but we've been set on the Lord. My eyes are set on God. My heart is set on God. My mind is set on God. And if everything is set on God, it doesn't matter what's happening around me or it doesn't matter what the world is doing or going through. My mind is set on the Lord. And because my mind is set on the Lord, I can receive what I need from God and I can get the message from God and I can learn the lesson and not be left in the cold wondering what's going to happen. Amen. 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 But I got the lesson because God told me that I needed to follow him. And if they would have not missed the lesson, Jesus would have shown them that it's about the coming of the power that I'm going to send you. And that power is coming. I'm informing you now that the power is coming. And by me informing you now that the power is coming, you will find purpose. We need to be informed to know what our purpose is. Now, if, if I was to go through this room and ask, what's your purpose for being in the body of Christ? Some of us might declare we don't know. But all of us should know our number one purpose, no matter who you are in the body of Christ, is to be a witness. Amen. Your number one purpose is to be a witness. It doesn't matter what else you think you ought to do or what else you do. Your number one purpose is to be a witness for God. Your number one purpose is to tell people about the goodness of the Lord. Tell people that there is a God who saves. That's our number one purpose in the body of Christ. And if we're not doing that, what else are we doing? And, and let's not get caught up in, in thinking it's got to be about having some type of uh, supernatural gift or a thing of that nature because even that is geared toward you witnessing and sharing about God. When we think about the fact that God has gifted and equipped us to do what? To share the goodness of the Lord. Even the gifts and the talents that he gives us are to do what? Direct people to a point where we can witness to them. Don't we understand that even when God uh, allows us to have some of these gifts and talents, the teaching, the preaching, uh, whether it's the laying on of hands, whatever the gifting is, it's geared toward us witnessing to somebody else about the goodness of the Lord. Even if someone has the gift of healing, it's a gift that goes to witness to somebody that God is good. And it's witnessing that God is good. It then leads to a testimony of that God can do anything but fail. Amen. That God can show up in your life and transform it. That God can show up in your life and bring the healing that you need. 
But when we don't allow ourselves to be informed, we may miss the lesson that God has for us, and then we may miss the witness that he has. But we got to be informed to witness. But not only must we be informed to witness, we've got to be empowered to witness. Yes, we got to be empowered to witness. Look at verse 8. It says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You will be my witnesses. We've got to be informed to witness, but we also need to be empowered to witness. There are times when you can go out and you can do things in your own strength and in your own power. You may have some success, but there are times when you go out, you need to make sure that you're going out empowered by God. There's some things that you engage in that you need to make sure that you're empowered by God. Amen. When we talk about sharing our faith and we talk about sharing the good news, the gospel, one of the things that we need to make sure that we're doing is that we're going with God's power. He gave us that power for a reason. He gave us that power for the purpose of witnessing. And if he's given it to us, why aren't we using it? Why aren't we exercising the power that he's given us? Amen. Now, see, I know here lately some of us have been talking about the Holy Spirit. And, and we've been having questions and things about that and dialogue about the Holy Spirit. But what do we want the Holy Spirit for? What do we want the moving of the Holy Spirit for? What do we want the empowerment of the Holy Spirit for? Is it so that we can do some grand thing and, and draw attention? Or what do we really want the move of the Spirit for? I pray that what we want the move of the Spirit for is that we might be greater witnesses in this world that we live in. That we might be greater witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the world. Well, Jones, I don't live in Jerusalem. I don't live in Judea or Samaria. And in fact, I don't even know what you're talking about when you say the ends of the world. Your Jerusalem is your home, your place of direct influence. Your Judah and your Samaria are your secondary influences out in the world, your job, your friendships, your associations, those people that you know somewhat, but not that good. That's your Judea and your Samaria. The ends of the world, those people that you may not know at all, the people that you run into at the grocery store, the, the gas station, wherever you go in life, when you go on vacation, the people that you run into, that's your to the ends of the earth. The question is, are we empowered by the Holy Spirit to go and to do so? Are we empowered by the Holy Spirit to go and to share our faith? Amen. Amen. It's amazing. Somebody said the other day that 
He said it's amazing how people will sign up to go on a trip to be a missionary and be a witness in some foreign country, but they won't even witness at home. Hallelujah. We'll go around the world to share the gospel, but won't share it next door. We've got to make sure that we are empowered witnesses, that we are letting the Holy Spirit empower us. I, one of our prayers as we leave the house in the morning should be, Lord, empower me, inform me, and equip me to go out and share the gospel. Lord, no matter where I go today, give me an opportunity to share the gospel, the good news. Lord, and no matter who I run in today, open the door that I might be able to share about your goodness. Those are the type of prayers that we should be praying. Amen. 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 Not about, Lord, bless us with this new house, and I'm, I get all that's good. But what about the kingdom? And, and if you really want to change this world that we live in, witness. Share the good news. Become a disciple maker. Because it's not until we get more folks saved and more folk following after the power of the Holy Spirit that this world will be transformed. Because as long as we have lukewarm Christians, as long as we have people who are not really following after God, but they call themselves Christians, then we'll have the same mess that we got now. But when we have real Christians talking about real things and talking about a real Jesus, amen, amen, and they're asking God to empower them for real, for the witnessing, then we're ready to witness. Amen. Because we're asking God to equip us. We're asking God to empower us. We ask God to help us to be informed believers. And one of the ways that we become informed believers is by asking the Holy Spirit to empower me to be able to understand the scriptures. Empower me to be able to share the scriptures. Empower me to be able to witness to those who are lost and dying. Because there are a lot of lost and dying people in this world. Amen. There are a lot of people in this world that are on their way to hell. Amen. The question is, do you want to stop them from going? Or do you, are, are you okay with them going? It ought to hurt us to know that people are on their way to hell and they're not doing anything about it. We ought to be willing to stand up, speak up, and show up in order to keep someone from sliding into an eternity without God. We've got to be empowered believers because we need to be empowered for the witness of Jesus Christ. And when we're empowered for the witness of Jesus Christ, then we can change and transform this world because we've let the Spirit of God empower us. We've let the Spirit of God transform us. And if he's transforming me, and if he's transforming you, and you begin to share the gospel, the good news with other people, and he's transforming them, we'll begin to experience a transformation in this world like never before. But it requires to have informed and empowered believers who are willing to share the gospel, the good news. The question I have for you is, what do you need? What do you need to be a ready witness? Do you need to be informed? Do you need to be empowered? What do you need to be a ready witness? If you need to be informed, ask God to help you to be equipped 
to share the gospel. Ask God to help you to be equipped and informed that you might be able to go out and tell about the goodness of the Lord. If you need to be empowered, then do like the disciples did. Ask God to come and empower you and then wait on the power of the Holy Spirit. Wait on the Spirit of God to come and descend upon you. Wait on the fresh feeling of the Holy Spirit. Every morning, ask God to give you a fresh feeling of his Holy Spirit. God, anoint me afresh. God, fill me afresh with the power of your Holy Spirit that I might be a witness for you today. Amen. When we come to that place where we are a ready witness because we've asked God to inform us and we've asked God to empower us. Amen. And as we're informed and empowered, then you got to go. You got to go and be a witness. Go and tell somebody that God loves them, that he wants to save them, that he wants to deliver them from the hell that they're headed to, that God wants to have a relationship with them. And then you know your story. You can tell them your story. Tell them what your life was like before Christ. And then tell them what your life is like now after Christ. That's your testimony. If you don't know anything else, if you're not informed about anything else, you should be informed about your life, what God has done for you, how he's picked you up and turned you around, how he's delivered you, how he's taken care of you, how he's been able to heal your body, how he's been able to make a way out of no way. You know that what God has done for you. Tell somebody else about the goodness of the Lord. Until I had a relationship with God, my life was messed up. I know we thought we were living good. I know we thought we had the world on a string. I know we thought we had it all figured out. Oh, but how many of you know it only takes one event in your life to turn your world upside down? It only takes one disaster headed your way to make your whole life a disaster because you didn't realize at the time that you needed the Lord. And when it came to our senses and we realized that we needed the Lord in our life, I needed the Lord on my side. I needed a relationship with God. Amen. Amen. Now, they didn't say it like that when I was coming up. They just said, you need to get saved. But what they should have been telling me is you need a relationship with God. One who will love you like no other. One who will be there when nobody else is there. The one that will care for you. The one that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask or think. That's what they should have been telling me. Maybe that's all that they knew. Maybe that's all that they were informed about. But when they got more information, when they got more knowledge and more understanding, then you're able to be a better witness. But until then, ask God to inform you where you need to be informed and ask him to empower you where you need to be empowered. And then go and be a witness for God. Go and share the gospel, the good news in your Jerusalem, in your Judea and your Samaria, into the uttermost parts of the earth where God is sending you. Go and ask him to equip you to be that Christian, to be that saint, to be that witness for the Lord. First of all, because you love him. And second of all, because you don't want any soul to be lost because God so loved the world that he wants everyone to be saved. But it's your choice. Amen. It's your choice. Amen. 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 Maybe you're here today and you've not accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. Today is your opportunity. Today is your opportunity. Accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. 
he came into this world and died for our sins. That we might have a right to the tree of life. Amen. That we might have a right to have a relationship with him. Is there one today who would like to start a relationship with God? To receive him into your life and have your life transformed forever. Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? Maybe you're here today and you just need to rededicate, recommit your life to Christ. Is there one who wants to rededicate, recommit their life to Christ? Is there one? Is there one? Maybe you just need prayer today that God would help you to be more informed and better equipped and that you would get empowered to witness on his behalf. Thank you for tuning in today. We pray that this message was a blessing to you. If it was, drop us an email at wesleyonmain at yahoo.com. That's wesleyonmain at yahoo.com to let us know how this message has touched your life. Until next time, God bless.